Thank you, Heidi. That was very, very good. Appreciate that a bunch. Well, good morning, everyone. Okay. Listen, we have a lot to be thankful for. We couldn't be living in Florida and not be having church this morning at all. And uh, thank God we live here and we pray for those people down there for sure. How many grandparents do we have here today? Would you please stand up? You've got to stand up. Come on. We don't know who you really are. I guess we do, but grandparents. All right. A few of us. Thank you. You may be seated. So now, this is Grandparents Day. So I'm going to be speaking to you, grandparents. But younger folks, um, you can make a determination right now what kind of grandparent you're going to be when you get the opportunity. And uh, it is a tremendous thing for sure. <coughs> grandparents is a privilege. Being a grandparent has great influence. I like what Proverbs 17 verse 6 says. Children's children are a crown to the aged. Another translation says, grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged. And, and the CEB says, grandparents are proud of their grandchildren. That is so true. Let's look to God in word of prayer. Father, thank you. Privileged to be here this morning. Enjoy you. Enjoy fellow Christians. Thank you for the songs that we can sing. Thank you for taking the Lord's Supper. and uh, Thank you, God, for that privilege. But God, we're thanking you for another privilege today, those of us who are grandparents. What a blessing that is. Help us, God, to be a blessing to others, especially our grandchildren. Thank you, God, for loving us and putting the Spirit of God in us. Make their home in our hearts. Make the home uh, what it ought to be here. I pray in Christ's name. These are just some sayings of people wrote. My grandson called the other day to wish me happy birthday. He asked me how old I was. I told him I'm 62. This isn't me, obviously. He was quiet for a moment. And then he asked, did you start at one? I like this one. Grandparents have one thing God doesn't have. Grandchildren. That's pretty cool. After putting her grandchildren to bed, the grandmother changed into old slacks and a droopy blouse, a droopy blouse, and proceeded to wash her hair. As you heard the children getting more and more rambunctious, her patience grew a little thin. Mm, sounds familiar? Finally, she threw a towel around her head and stormed into the room, putting them back into bed with stern warnings. As she left the room, she heard the three-year-old say with a trembling voice, Who was that? <laughs> a grandmother is a lady who has no children of her own. She likes other people's little girls and boys. And grandfather's a man grandmother he goes for walks with the boys and they talk about fishing and stuff like that. Grandmothers don't have anything to do but 
be there. Their own. So they shouldn't play too hard or run. It's enough for them to drive us down to the market where they have for 10 horse and have plenty of quarters ready. Or they take us for walks, they slow down past things like pretty leaves and caterpillars. Usually, this is a six-year-old girl now, usually uh, they're they're fat, but not too fat to tie your shoes. (laughs) They were, this is what she wrote, I'm just reading it. They wear glasses and funny underwear. (laughs) They take their teeth and gums out. When they read to us, they don't skip or mind if it's the same old story again. Everybody should try to have a grandmother, especially if you don't have cable. (laughs) There's the only grow-ups that have the time. I'll read that again. Because they're the only grown-ups that have time. My grandson was visiting one day and he asked, Grandma, do you know how, how you and God are alike? And she mentally polished her halo while she asked, No, how are we alike? And he replied, You're both old. <laughs> In the car, a four-year-old granddaughter asked why I was wearing a brightly colored scarf I had on. I, I said, I thought it would make my blue suit look prettier. I said, after a moment's consideration, the granddaughter replied sympathetically, it did work, did it? <laughs> There's a good one. I didn't know if my granddaughter knew her colors yet, so I decided to test her. I would point out something and and what color it was, and she would tell me, and she was always correct. It was fun for me, so I continued. At last, she headed for the door, saying sagely, Grandma, I think you should try to figure out some of these things yourself. (laughs) Grandpa and grandson Billy were going to do the camping in a cabin, and they they could not turn any lights on because the bugs would come in. So they did it in the dark. So after they got in, they shut the door and Billy made this statement. It's no use, Grandpa. The mosquitoes are coming in after us with flashlights. (laughs) Fireflies, you know. Here's a good one. A second grader came home from school and said to her grandmother, Grandma, guess what? We learned how to make babies today. Grandmother, more than a little surprised, tried to keep her cool. That's interesting. She said, how do you make babies? She said, it's simple. Said the little girl, you change the Y to I and add ES. (laughs) Six-year-old was asked where his grandma lived. Oh, he said, She lives at the airport, and we want when we want her to uh, when we want her to come visit, we just go get her from the airport. Then when we're done with her visit, we take her back to the airport. She lives at the airport. <laughs> they know we should have snack time before bedtime, and they say prayers with us every time and kiss us even when we've acted bad. 
That's a grandma. Grandmas are moms with lots of frosting. Life offers no greater privilege, no greater responsibility, no greater joy than the training of the next generation. Generations I will never know will reap what I sow. Here's a good one. A simplest toy, one which even the youngest child can operate, is a grandparent. Now, we've heard of support groups, a lot of those going on. May I suggest that's going on because homes don't have grandparents around. Well, it's a great privilege to be a grandparent. Well, I'm going to talk mainly about their influence. There is new teaching out, not teaching new uh, studies out. The evidence shows that there is a bond between grandchildren and grandparents. The study shows the bond between them is second in emotional power and influence with parents and children. Grandparents affect the lives of their grandchildren for good or bad simply because they exist. Unfortunately, a lot of grandparents ignore the fact to, to, the, to the emotional de deprivation of the young. Other children studied only 5% reported close regular contact with at least one grandparent. That's pretty bad. The vast majority see their grandparents only infrequently. Not because they live too far away, but because the grandparents have chose to remain emotionally distant. These children appear to be hurt, angry, and very perceptive about their grandparents. One of them said, I'm just a charm on grandma's bracelet. That's pretty sad. Very sad. I have a couple little things that I feel like grandkids are made for us. Why I love Grandma. First thing, one reason that I love Grandma is that she loves me. Uh huh. Another reason is she lets us go places. She gives me snacks. <laughs> I guess who that came from. That little boy right over there. She's always kind to me. She plays games with us. The end. Here's another one. This is Grandpa. One reason I love Grandpa is that he loves me. He walks with me to get the mail. He takes me places. Makes me laugh. Okay? He lets me watch movies. Uh, the next one doesn't apply, but this is what they think, so I've got to deceive here. He is smart and <laughs> Anyway. It's an awesome thing to be a grandparent. 
Uh, Arlen and I are so privileged to have our kids with us, and our grandkids around us. We love it dearly. There's no way we would move anywhere. We gotta be right here. How can we influence our grandchildren? Number one, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them by name. Will you pray for your grandchildren? The question is not, will your children and grandchildren have faith? But will our faith have children and grandchildren? There's a difference. Will you pray for your children? Will find godly spouses so that they can have godly grandchildren? We ask God for you to help influence your, and impact your grandchildren toward faith. Hey, uh, that's pretty normal for a grandparent to pray. They pray all kinds of things for their grandchildren. Pray for them by name. And I like this part, and, and Lloyd touched on it last week. Malachi 2.15. Didn't God create you to become like one person with your wife? And why did he do this? It was so you would have children and then lead them to become God's people. Don't be unfaithful to your wife. And I like 1 Samuel 12, 23. I will surely not stop praying for you because that would be sinning against the Lord. Pray. To influence your grandchildren, pray for them. By name, even in their presence. And we have some crazy grandkids that like to come to our house and stay overnight. And uh, we enjoy that, but we, we pray with them and for them. Number two, talk to them about God and what He's done in your life. Psalms 87, 2 through 7. Let me read this. I will give instruction and explain the mystery of what happened long ago. These are things we learned from our ancestors, and we will tell them to the next generation. We won't keep secret the glorious deeds and mighty miracles of the Lord. God gave his law to Jacob's descendants, the people of Israel, and he told our ancestors to teach their children. So each new generation would know his law and tell it to the next. Then they would trust God, obey his teaching, without forgetting anything God has done. Sounds to me like grandparents need me telling more than just their own kids. They need to be telling their grandchildren also. Joel 1 verse 3. Give the story of it to your children. I'll let them give it to their children and their children to the, another generation. Psalm 71, 17 and 18. Oh God, you have been my teacher from the time I was young. I have been talking of your works and wonder even till now. Now when I am old and gray-headed, O oh God, give me not up till I may clear your strength to this generation and your power to all those who to come. Sounds to me like God wants us to keep on teaching even when we're old. Now, let's get practical about this. How are we going to do this? How are we going to tell about God and what He's done in your life? 
I remember when. Those three words. Now, that could be a good teaching moment, but don't do it too much, or it becomes a, I've already heard that. <laughs> Some of us remember Bob Kirkwood. Talking to his son one day, and his son said, uh, "How, Gary, how do you put up with my dad? Telling the story, same stories over and over and over and over and over again. I said, well, we just laugh along with him and listen to him again. I, I asked him, I said, what do you do? He said, I tell him to shut up. I've already heard that. Oh, Bob Kirkwood, what a guy. Here's what we need to do. Tell them what the Lord has done in your life, the good times, and the bad. They need to hear both. They need to hear both of those stories. And that's telling about God, what God has done in your life. Number three. What else can we, how else can we influence our grandchildren? Carry the torch and pass it on. Talk about how and why you were born again. And then challenge them. Just like what Heidi just read from her aunt, Sandy. Carry the torch. Tell them about becoming a Christian. Why you did, how it happened. I like to hear that story anyway, but they need to hear that to challenge them to make that decision too. Number four. Communicate a standard of moral living. Titus 2.7 says, Always set a good example for others. Be sincere and serious when you teach. Teach values and attitudes. Grandparents, we do that. Arla Faye, would you come up here, please? Here is my bride of 46 years. Come over here. <laughs> and we have decided, we've talked about this, that we want our grandchildren to see what it means to be married 46 years. I'm not going anywhere. Arla's not going anywhere. We're hitched. We're there. We're not going to move. We're not going to get divorced. We're not going to do any of that type of thing. It's for good. And I have a license to do this. Our grandkids need to see that. Yes, they do. Even though they don't like it. Communicating standard of moral living, using curse words is not okay. Uh, 
some other type of thing is, is not okay. Listen, God has his standard. Grandparents need to uphold that. You know, we may be old-fashioned all right, but there's times where that old-fashionedness is right, and our grandkids need to see that. I had a couple in our home the other day, <clears throat> and they uh, over for a meal, and how long have you been married? I think it was 45 then, 44 years. And the young couple, and they had a couple kids, well, one at that time. And, and, the, and we said, well, it's loving God and loving each other. Well, you know, her parents, no, 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 both sets of parents, his side and her side have been divorced and remarried. It's a big mess. How do you do that? We need to communicate a standard of moral living, set an example for others. Our values, our attitudes need to be taught. Next, how do we influence our grandkids? Listen to them. Listen to what they are saying, not just the words they are speaking. Listen to our grandkids. What are you talking about? What is the issue here? What? And listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to their heart talking. Not what they're saying. So many times, we miss, I miss the boat. I'm very naive. Now Arla can get it very easily. She's more attuned to that. I'm glad she is. And then she opens my eyes. Hey, do you know what they just said? No. Well, here's what they said. Oh. Oh. Dummy? Yes. That's what they said. Listen to them. Be a friend to them in that way. Lastly, laugh with them. Proverbs 17, 22. If you are cheerful, you feel good. If you are sad, you hurt all over. Isn't that true? When you're sad, you just don't. Yeah, you hurt all over. Laugh with them. Play with them. Find something that will make them laugh. Addie. What happens in our house when I find a foot sticking out? You fall on my toes, all right? What happens when you pull your toes? They pop, all right? Now, that used to hurt them, but Addie loves it now. She loves to hear that pop. We make them laugh. Find something that they will enjoy. And when they're sitting there on the on the love seat and they're all together there's five or six of them sitting there and what does grandpa like to do Preston you weren't listening <laughs> what does grandpa like to do when you're all sitting there watching something on TV a movie I pick up a pillow and throw it at us alright <laughs> They're all serious, focused in on that, and 
I'll just throw it right in their face and <laughs> find something to laugh with them over. That's been a good influence. Now a lot of some, no, not a lot. A few older people get grouchy. I understand that. But we mean we need to be known as cheerful. Hear me, please. God has a plan for each grandchild. It is the responsibility of grandparents to help them find it. I had a grandma and grandpa Nichols on the farm. When my parents were divorced when I was five, my grandparents read the Bible every morning at the breakfast table. It was sun up to sundown that we worked on the farm, but on Sunday, it was church. I am so blessed to have them in my growing years. Can I tell you this? Sunday morning, Grandpa had a 1956 Ford Fairlane. Vinyl seats, vinyl for nothing, no carpet, he would drive the car up to the, up to the driveway, hook up the hose, and he would uh, take the hose, open all the doors, take the hose, spray out the inside of the car. That's how we do it. Because we lived out on the farm, and it was always dusty and dirty, and we had to be clean to get to go to church, you know. Then we'd go in, leave the doors open, we'd go in and clean up, get ready for church, come back out, and it's all dried out. And then we went to church. Every Sunday, we went to church. I am so blessed to have them in my growing years. Let me ask you a question. Can your grandchildren say the same? Can mine? To be blessed in my growing years. Maybe it's time to give up our selfishness and start living for others, even our grandchildren. It is a privilege. And friends, we have a great influence on them. Whether we realize it or not, we do. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate it. Hope we get some blessing from this. Uh, make a resolution. I know Harlan and I did. Our kids do not have grandparents. They were there. But you know what I mean? My children did not have grandparents. Arlen and I said, uh uh. We're not going to let our grandkids not have grandparents. We're going to be there. And we're trying to do that. Well, I'm not bragging. And God's given us the privilege to have all our grandkids right here with us. Some of you don't have that blessing. Well, I made the statement to Arlen several times. Well, you know what? What would we do? We didn't have grandkids to go do things with. I mean, we got track mates cross country. We got this, we got that. I mean, we don't have any time for ourselves anymore. That's all right. We love it. 
We love it. Thank God for the privilege of being my grandparent. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate it. And I believe Lloyd has something to say to us. Being a grandparent, man, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. <laughs>